Yo, are we going? Are we going? Yes, yeah, we're going, right? Yeah, we're going. Uh, <laughs> so, what's up, guys? Uh, we're here to let you know we have t-shirts now, thanks to the wonderful people over at Bohemian Grove Clothing Company. Bohemian uh, Grove Clothing Co. You guys should definitely check their shit out. Don't just buy our shirt, because it helps us. But do that. But also, buy some of their shirts. Help them out. Help them help us help you. They have some good. sick designs. Just take a take they a peruse. Yeah, just peruse through their options. All that weird shit you harass your friends about, they have it on t-shirts. And you could wear them to parties. And scare people on first dates. You could scare the hoes. Why aren't you scaring the hoes? <laughs> Check out our Instagram, at Uncle Ted's Cabin, with underscores in between. I mean, check out both the shows, Lifting in the Ruins, Uncle Ted's Cabin. You know what it is. Uh, check out the YouTube channel. Subscribe there. Once I'm back, once we're back in town, stream's coming. Diablo's out. Probably going to be doing a lot of that. Uh, other than that, I mean, shouts out to all the homies. Izzy Griffin, Duhheads, Western Promises, Bohemian Grove Clothing Company. We love them all. Thank you. And you support them. It supports us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Recording in progress. Oh, there it is. We're back. You all know what that means. We're on fucking Zoom. <laughs> Dude, I, I I love and I hate Zoom episodes, though. I wish you were here in the room with me. The, the energy you know, in the basement just isn't the same without you, brother. I know. And I'm actually out here hanging out in the middle of the eclipse from Berserk, uh, believe it or not. <laughs> um, the world is currently ending. Uh, there's a merger going on. A sacrifice will happen soon, based upon what I'm seeing outside. Well, you're even further south than us right now. What are you? Are you talking about the skies? You're fucking breaking up, dude. Of course. <laughs> are you talking about the skies? Yeah, yeah. I was about to say you're it's, you're even further south than us right now. Like it's it's crazy <laughs> here, bro. We're north. We're way north. Oh, are you? For yeah, some I'm reason, PA, dude. Oh, for some reason, I thought you you were going to like the Carolina way. I thought you were in Carolina way. I'm in fucking. I'm in fucking PA. I'm in fucking Amish town, Lidditz, Pennsylvania, dude. Oh, you're literally smoking doinks in Amish. Literally. Quite literally, actually. Here, I can go ahead and hit the pin in Amish. Love it. Love it. No, yeah, if you didn't hear that lifting episode we did yesterday, I actually, there was an Amish guy in the sheets. And I was like, how the fuck did you order food, my guy? Well, did yeah. you touch the touchscreen? Because that's fucking sacrilegious. What you're if, not allowed to do that. What if Amish have, like, Shabbos goys? Where they like get people to interface with reality for they them. They do. They do. They actually. They do. Um, there's. They a have Yoder... non-Amish blood boy type things. Do you do you know Yoder's donuts? <laughs> yeah. They that they're on they're Mennonites. Uh, well, see, Mennonites are different though. That Mennonites are are. Oh, is that different than maybe it was a Mennonite then, and it wasn't an Amish person? They I was just about dressed to say that way. Well, because Mennonites are like Amish light, 
like I'm pretty sure Mennonites like they're very very similar, but they allowed to watch Netflix. Yeah, they're a bit more lax. <laughs> the Mennonites are a bit more. They're lax. up. They're up on the happenings. <laughs> very funny. But yeah, dude, you know, I've just been up here hanging out. I'm learning. I learned a bunch of math today. You'd be proud of me. I was doing actual math problems. My boy. We were using were they... equations to figure out like the force, the like force it would that would be like on a pussy if you rigged like a whole like a like a bunch of steel from it, like hung it off the lips. You know, and how much downward force there would be. You're talking vectors and shit. I'm getting hard. Yeah, yeah. We were learning all that stuff because uh, that's very important when you're rigging from a woman's vagina. Let me you ask know, you. You want to hang a truss from it. Did you did you encounter any big numbers? Yeah. Nice. Yes, some big numbers. Uh, there was like six hundred forty thousand was in there. That's a big number. That is a big number, dude. That's a big number. That's a big uh, fucking number. But yeah, it was it was fun. Uh, we used it was like a lot of stuff, uh, especially when you're doing like bridles and shit. Which a bridle is a thing you would use to take two points where you can't hang a motor and bring it down with steel to where you can hang the motor. Uh, you use Pythagorean theorem to figure out, you know, how much length you need on that cable. I'm so jealous. Yeah, you would you would have excelled in there. You no, not, but, but not that's even your, the manual. That's your world. Is not it? the manual labor, though. I wouldn't want to do that. I'm just like, yes, give me worksheets. <laughs> yeah, you'd be one of the planning guys fucking around with CAD. Like, no, here you go, minions. Go build this fucking shit. No, it is funny, though. Like you said, like going to actual, like legit accreditation places and, and taking like real licensed courses and stuff. Like you said, you really realize how a lot of places we've all worked before do some oh, sketchy brother. shit. I can't <laughs> tell you how many like roofs I've been on and like the sketchiest get ups. And then I look back, I'm like, there is like a thousand OSHA violations right here. <laughs> like, yeah, well, that's the funniest bit. And even even in that ringing world. Um, OSHA has standards, but like a lot of the things that you do aren't covered by OSHA standards. Really? Yeah. And so like when they come in, when there's an accident, like basically the way this class is taught is you're supposed to do everything. Like you need to have everything fucking tight because what they do is OSHA can come in when you fuck up and just hit you with the general duty clause (laughs) duty. And that's just general negligence. Like they could just find 500 things that were wrong and go, yeah, you guys fucked up. It doesn't even have to be one thing that happens. Yeah, there's like they can literally just walk in and just be like, "Oop." Well, it's kind of like you're it, done. This whole bitch is over. <laughs> it's the blue collar version of a you know health inspector coming to visit. You know, pretty much. And they give you a you failing know. grade and you owe some fines. But with buddy. the but you know again with the stuff that is done in that world is like it's to like such a high degree of how they scrutinize it. Like something as simple as like you just didn't screw a pin in all the way. Like it'll still hold. But they can use that little thing to paint general negligence. Wow, yeah. I see what you mean. Yeah, like on you and just be like, fuck you. Uh, we were Tyranny also, we through were, bureaucracy. We were, Think about how many like, you know, how many things and people have gotten shut down and good, honest people. And also think too about all the kickbacks and shit that get greased up and all the stuff they let slide. Like that's a oh, thing. Yeah. Like how many job sites you walk around and you're like, what the fuck is going on here? But obviously <laughs> some guys grease some other guy up and he bought the whole fucking lot and you know, they're just yeah, the inspectors can't... letting a lot of shit slide. It's so greasy. Yeah, it, for sure. It's definitely like um but uh, uh, in a lot of the stuff we do like there's a lot of pressure on it because like uh, things do you remember the Indiana State Fair collapse a few years ago? I don't, but that sounds like a awesome like emo metalcore band name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that could be. That could be a nice Midwest emo. There probably is one. Yeah. In some like the Iowa town. State Fair incident. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like you know, but like it came down literally to because they used like they did everything right 
but the barriers they set up to attach these things called guy lines that keep the structure keep tension on the structure like the truss structure they built it was on gravel and they didn't factor in the gravel and that it could move if it was on gravel so you might as well have had that shit on wheels yeah yeah so when the wind started blowing and making that structure move it just pulled those fucking things and the whole bitch collapsed damn yeah, it, it killed people. The guy was like, yeah, I had people in my classes who knew people who died there like <laughs> during the incident. Like, it's fucked up. <laughs> but, yeah, like, it's just, it, it definitely adds, like, a very serious air to everything. But, like, as long as you're, like, not, as long as you're, like, doing shit right and you understand the calculations and stuff, mm-hmm. like, you can't, it can fuck up because of aerials, but it can't, the idea is you did everything you were supposed to do right. Sure, sure. Like, the whole bitch could still fall. Something could fall and kill someone. But as long as you did everything right, you're out of the equation. You aren't going to get fucking in trouble for anything. So that's why it's taught the way it is. So yeah, like, no, I, I everything to- has to be tight. You know? I totally get that. Totally get that. Well, <clears throat> speaking of greasy shit and just like weird, fucking like kickbacks under the table fuckery that goes on, uh, I was recently made aware of some lawsuits, some Department of Justice pending lawsuits that are like currently ongoing against Mm -hmm. um basically this nationwide like rent setting software and it happens to be something that i have like some firsthand experience with um i'll share my screen here in a minute hold on let me let me get everything going but uh not to dox too much about myself but you know i've mentioned before i work in property maintenance and there is currently, like I mentioned, an open investigation into the largest property management software like happening right now. Um, and sure. it's, it's been used nationwide. I'm not sure if they're international, um, but let me pull up some of these articles. Uh, this headline reads, Department of Justice opens investigation into real estate tech company accused of collusion with landlords. Um, the name of the company is called real page. That's the software that I use, um, you know, as someone who takes care of, you know, properties and does maintenance work, you know, I get a lot of my work dispatched through this software. And so this software is kind of used as like a one-stop shop for property managers to be like, look, you can dispatch things to your workers. You can also set rent prices. You can send emails out. You can do admin. You can do backend. You can basically do anything that you would need to do to run a property Mm. you can do with this service, this software. Um, And the subheadline, the header here says, the DOJ will examine whether or not RealPage has helped landlords coordinate rent increases. Questions also swirl around a 2017 merger deal with its largest competitor. Um, and so I guess to to like kind of get into how and like why this is important, I mean, so many of us are like feeling inflation, right? And and we see inflation as just like a general markup of goods. Like, like across yeah. the board, we're seeing like <coughs> just everything is more expensive, right? It's, it's not yeah. like, yeah. But then you can kind of zoom in on these little like kind of flashes in the pan that are happening. Like, you know, when we were having all those uh, food plant disasters, the planes crashing and the fires and like the egg mm-hmm. factories going up and all that shit. And then you noticed a direct increase in 
those industries' prices. Well, the same thing is happening here. The reason um, you know RealPage is being sued is because effectively they're so large and control so much property across the country um, that they're they're artificially increasing rents. They're basically manufacturing their own prices. They're saying, look, we have such a strangle on the market. It's like Disney owning as much media as they does as they do. Uh, they have mm-hmm. such a strangle on the market and, and just the amount of people that they have power and control over that um, they basically they, they got caught doing greedy shit. They, they got caught doing, you know, skeezy corporate stuff. Um, and so I think a, a lot of the housing market like boom that we've been seeing is directly related to corporations like these. I know we talk a lot about the Federal Reserve and don't get me wrong, like that has that's like 99 percent of the problem. Is central banking that goes, as a that, that, that's like the thing at the top of everything you right know, it's right like, goes all the way back up yeah we're, that's we're the tip ne- of the pyramid right we're never going to dismiss the central bank's role in any of this right um <clears throat> but you know the other one percent or whatever percent you want to quantify it is you know companies like real page that are using the monetary system and abusing the monetary system to their benefit at the detriment of the American population. Um, so if we just read some of this article here, um, this kind of explains a little bit of how and why rents are increasing so much. And and I'll also talk a little bit about like my firsthand experience with this service and software and like, you know, how I see it even in our neighborhoods, you know, here in Virginia, like I, like I see it having a real effect. Um, yeah. So if we read that, this is from ProPublica. It says, the Department of Justice's antitrust division has opened an investigation into whether rent-setting software made by Texas-based real estate tech company is facilitating collusion Hmm. among landlords, according to a source with knowledge of the matter. Um, And actually, let me go ahead and share my screen so you can read along with me. Okay. And can you see? Are Are we on the... I can. Republica. Very good. All right. So we go on and it says the inquiry is being launched as questions have arisen about a 2017 merger between RealPage and its largest pricing competitor. The source told ProPublica some DOJ staff raised concerns about the merger, but were overridden by political appointees of former President Donald Trump. So, I mean, we can just ignore all the politics, you know, politics aside, um, this is like when Comcast and Disney came together or like when sure. Disney, uh, star, you know, got Star Wars and shit like that. You know, like it's this is such a this this is such a huge merger of two giant entities um, that it's becoming a problem for like monopoly and antitrust laws. Um, right, right. It's fi- it's finally getting to the point where they feel like they need to act upon it. Yeah, yeah. And so the company. um Real page, it uses aggregated market data from a variety of sources in a legally compliant manner, which is true. But it says the software prioritizes a property's own internal supply and demand dynamics over external factors like competitors' rents. So, I mean, we have that starting with the merger in 2017. And then we have a technology article, and they're saying that the rent going up, one company's algorithm could be why. And so, you know, we've, we've talked about, you know, RealPage getting too big for their britches. They had this 2017 merger. 
they're they're getting to the point where you know we're 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 needing to bring in antitrust and monopoly laws to like break some of this nonsense up um so if if we read this article it says on a summer day last year a group of real estate tech executives gathered at a conference hall in nashville to boast about one of their company's signature products software that uses a mysterious algorithm to help landlords push highest possible rents on tenants never before have we seen these numbers says jay parsons a vice president of RealPage. uh apartment rents uh-huh. had recently shot up as much as 14.5 percent he said in a video touting the company's services turning to his colleague parsons asked what role had the software played I think it's driving it, quite honestly, answered Andrew Bowen, another RealPage executive. As a property manager, very few of us would be willing to actually raise rents double digits within a single month by doing it manually. The celebratory remarks were more than a swagger. For years, RealPage has been sold, excuse me, RealPage has sold software that uses data analytics to suggest daily prices for open units. Property managers across the United States have gushed about how the company's algorithms boost profits. And so this is, again, they are using their own like patented, like internal numbers. You know, it's almost like BlackRock and Palantir, right? How they have their internal uh, just kind of supercomputer. The same with like Aladdin. Creep creep fucking algorithm, dude. Yeah. Um, Remember, what's it? Aladdin? Is that the BlackRock? Yeah. I think so. I think that was the name for it. Yeah, Aladdin. It was like the supercomputer that was like driving all of their investments and shit. So I think, so. I think you're right. This company is basically doing that, but with um, you know property values. And so <clears throat> the the way it does that is it has basically like a checklist of things, and if your property has these things, then it counts as you know and. Uh, I guess like a commodity or an asset or a plus, you know, you get like a star, you get a gold star for having this. Like if you have built in maintenance, oh, well, that's, you know, that's good thing. You can charge more. If you have a playground, you can charge more. If you have a pool, you can charge more. If you have all these things, a laundry room on site, you can charge more. So like, for instance, my uh, property that I work at, it's not in the best part of town and it's by far not the nicest property in that part of town. Yeah, yeah. Sure, sure. Um but because we have a playground, you know, that adds to our overall value in the eyes of this algorithm. Now, keep in mind, no one has ever set foot on our property from this company. <laughs> not a not a hello, a fuck you, how you doing? What do you need? Nothing. Like, yeah, they're just using like open source data to plug shit yeah. in. So, our playground happens to be like completely covered in graffiti. Like it's it's like it's not. Yeah, yeah, I was I was gonna say I didn't want to be real. I was like, your playground probably looks like fucking shit. Too, it right? looks like, like dog shit. <laughs> I mean, literally, teenagers just sit on the swings and smoke weed all day. Like I've never seen. Yeah, like, that's that's your average apartment complex fucking playground. Yeah, you know? I barely see like any kids actually using it. And so same thing. Yeah. We have a we have a laundry room on site that adds to you know the value or whatever. And but you know it's is what it is. It's a communal it's, space. You know. It, think about any communal space you've ever lived in, and yeah, yeah. that's what it is. You're lucky if there's not feces in it, you know? <laughs> oh, we've definitely hired people. Uh, we had a bum shit in a washing machine one time. Yeah, what? We had a bum shit in the washing machine. Nice, dude. Yeah, so we had to call Sir. He just got it. He just... 
damn it, he got in. He got past all the traps and got right. <laughs> took a shit. So, all that being said, is like you know, objectively, when you look at our property on paper, it's got all these things going for it. It's got built-in maintenance. It's got built-in all this stuff. They got trash service, yada yada. So the rent is like astronomical, and compared to like two or three years ago, it's literally increased like at least thirty percent. Yeah, like for like sure. From when I started working there to what we charge now, it's a thirty percent increase, average. And I'd it has say. to be, and we have to assume it's because of YieldStar. Absolutely, it's definitely because of the algorithm. It's definitely because of the software. Um, yeah. Another crazy thing that happens is that. Uh, you know, the algorithm suggests rent for you and basically kind of like holds your property hostage to where it like, it will ding property managers. It'll like give them demerit points if they don't take their advice. Like if it, let's say for instance, the algorithm gives you a price and the property manager is like, oh no. yeah, I, I'm not yeah. charging what that. No. And then yeah. they change it. Well, then the software will like tell you know the corporate higher ups whatever that will like this person These isn't doing their job. Didn't listen to us. <laughs> yeah, and so it creates this like hostile environment for like workers where people are just complicit. They go along with these uh, programs. You know, they go along with these systems, and you know, on average, you're seeing like thirty percent increase, like hundreds of dollars increase, and we're really not doing that much more to the property like there's like it's like how it is now yeah there's nothing much different yeah nothing is much different if anything there's just like more graffiti you know what i mean because because i'm assuming what yieldstar does is just takes a database of all these properties across the country or whatever falls under its purview and is comparing them and is going properties like yours charge this yes you should charge this and also it it benefits them because i'm assuming they charge you for the service that as well yeah the more you make the more they make of course yeah like like you have to pay for that service because it helps you be competitive in the market but they've gamed their own system in such a way mm-hmm. that it is forcing everyone to increase their rents yeah and then almost like arbitrarily absolutely. just to to quote unquote stay competitive but also to make these fucking assholes real page a fuckload of money because they're getting, they're probably getting commissions off this shit, or at least getting paid for the service. Oh, absolutely. There were some crazy numbers on here. I wanted to find them. They they gave some, like what uh, their net, like their net for the year. I'd love to see what their net earnings are and shit. Oh I'm well, sure I, it's I, fucking I, absurd. I doubt they'd be very. I saw something that said that. one point. I saw something that said one point five million something. I don't know. Yeah, I, at one point they said I'm I'm probably going to butcher these numbers, but they took a sample of like the L.A. area. And they said out of like, you know, 90,000 homes, 70,000 of them were being managed by a company using this software. That's fucking crazy. And then they said of that, you know, it, they had those specifically. Hold on. Here we said, oh, this is crazy. Tenant Amanda Tolep and her husband were approaching the end of their lease for a one bedroom in the six-story building at the end of 2021 when they learned rent would jump about $400. The increase amounted to 33% in one year. What did I just say? Yeah. 30%. I just... Yeah. yeah. That's bonkers. And so, you know, these people are getting like hundreds of dollars worth of rent increase because this 
company has such a stranglehold on the market. Like, like I really want this to set in for people how big this company actually is and like how many of your apartments and rentals are being governed by RealPage or a company that utilizes RealPage services. Like these are very real consequences that, you know, I have to work with. I have to see the consequences of it. Yeah every day and Which, actually sorry yeah. you raised your rent by 10 percent. now you're getting evicted well here's a crazy <laughs> just, thing or you're just leaving because you can't afford it so logic would tell you if something isn't selling if you have a product on the shelf and it's not selling right what do you do the demand is down so you lower the price yeah well this software what it does is that if you have a vacant apartment that sits for a month after that month they recommend you increase the rent to recoup your losses for that month. And oh. so as so it makes zero it's so sense. Scummy. It's scummy and it makes no sense from a from a basic economic standpoint. So what they're doing is they're saying like if you have a vacant apartment for 3 months, the rent is just going to keep increasing. So like my manager, my property manager literally changes the date every month so they can keep the price where it's at. They're like, oh, it's not ready. We got to roll it over another month just so it, the software doesn't perceive it as sitting idle for another. Because it's like, if no one's buying your product at that price, do you really think increasing the price is going to fix you? Because this software, this and this what's is ultimately fucked about it is that they're so soulless, they think just anyone's eventually going to come along and buy it and you'll make your money back. Just like one day, some sucker is going to materialize and fix your problem for you. It's so right. scummy. It's so scummy. Yeah, it's gross. It's very gross. That's crazy, man. It's crazy, yeah. And so, I mean, at least for me, it, it makes me happy that, like, you know, there are class action lawsuits and there are, you know, monopoly and antitrust lawsuits. Yeah, they're, like, moving against it. I mean, at least they're busting something up that, like, at least they're yeah. busting up something, I guess. But you we'll, we'll see like if anything point. comes of it. We'll see if anything comes of it. Yeah, that's the it. other thing. It's like, is it just like a parade kind of dog and pony show thing where they're like, oh, yeah, no, we're going to. We're cracking down on these yeah. rent hucksters, you know, and it's like, not really. Maybe you made, maybe they made sure they paid their fair dole to the government. Yeah. And they claim they reformed the software or something, you know. Yeah, it just seems so, and, and it feels weird to me, too. I mean, granted, I don't work in administration. I don't work in, like, the office. I don't do any of that paperwork, price setting. I don't, I don't deal with any of that. I literally, I just unclog the shitters. I'm turning apartments, you know. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not saving the day over here necessarily, but um, even just like being guilty by association, like I feel really like weird and bad about it. Yeah, you're you like know? part. You're 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 inadvertently part of the system that is functioning there, but I don't know. You know, it's. I mean, if anything, I'm providing more of like a real world service to these people by like, hey, your AC's out. I'm actually gonna come and like fix it for you. Like, oh, like you're you're breaker tripped, like. You know, like I'm the guy that's actually going to help you with your problems and not raise your rent. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like I. Yeah, yeah, no shit, yeah, no shit. Well, this insidious software is fucking just blasting people. But yeah, thirty three percent rent increases. Like, right. What the fuck. Man? Yeah, just I just that's, urge people to bugging. look into I'm that. I'm sure. I'm sure that's like the most extreme example, but also like still, that's crazy. Yeah, because I mean, it's still an example. You know, it still happened. Well, I'm <laughs> seeing like it where I'm seeing it where I work. I'm seeing it in person, firsthand experience. I mean, I'm reading these articles, and I'm like, oh yeah, like my experience with this is is aligning with well, what I'm hearing. So we all could see it in general, just because I mean, 
and it's it's always been a joke for years, but like literally the rent is too damn hot. <laughs> like, what is the number? The... Hold on, I'm gonna look it up. I'm pretty sure there's like an actual number of like, like an average. No, there's a number of in revolutions that have happened. Um, percentage of income for housing revolution. There's something like in in the past. Uh, it's something in the past of like where you can look at uh, revolutions throughout history, and once rent goes past like thirty percent or fifty percent, uh, like once it hits a threshold, yeah, yeah that's and when people we're already people past finally it. get pissed off enough. We're yeah, past yeah. that. Just, it just shows you how uh, fucking complacent so many people are. <laughs> yeah, facts. Mm. Level of complacency is off the charts, baby. Um, yeah, man, that's fucking bonkers. Mm. And nobody knows about it because you, you just think it's your landlord. You're like, oh, my landlord's such a dick. And it's like, but again, it's that person above George Soros. It's that person above the Pope. It's that person above your landlord. You know, this software, who's running it? Who's funding them? You know, what are they a part of? What kind of agenda do they have? You know, and then you can start dude, to see I mean, how it fits into the bigger picture. Well, even the last place I lived, man, they had a 3% fixed increase every year no matter what. Are you are you improving three percent of this building every year? Because there's no contractual no, obligation, no, right? No, because the, the 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 roof was fucking falling apart, and like I fucking sent a picture. It was like that shit's fucked up. You could see like the side beam was like poking above the shingles. It had just like gotten so warped and fucked up. Birds were getting in there and fucking pecking and shit. Dude, I could hear them. They get every spring. They yeah. put a fucking nest in there, and you just I, <laughs> at eight o'clock in the morning you hear. They're just pecking at shit. And I, I would tell him, and he just wouldn't fucking do anything. He wouldn't fix the roof. But you're still mm. charging me and my roommate, like, you know, almost $1,200 to live here. Yeah, and to build in that fixed increase, it's, it's again, basic economics here is like, well, if I'm paying for something, what am I getting for it? I'm I'm getting a price increase just for, the, like, the privilege of living here another year? What the I'm fuck is that? I'm getting a price that? increase yeah. just because the market. And that's, like, the only real explanation you get is the market. And that's <laughs> the craziest thing, too, is that, you know, when we think about our economic system, one of the biggest lies ever is that, like, inflation is normal. Like, if you talk to, like, most, like, mainstream like CNN economists, they'll be like, oh, well, inflation is, like, built into the system. Like, it, it must exist. I'm like... No, it doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't have to exist. It's it's just like Vic said, though. Uh, remember, we had the road to hell on, and um, he was telling us something interesting about how they value apartments and buildings in general is that they don't necessarily value the physical structure of like how quality the masonry is, how good condition yeah. all the doors and windows are. Whatever you're, you charge rent, that's how much the bank sees its value. So if you have... A duplex that you're charging fifteen hundred bucks. Well, the bank is like, well, that's at least three thousand dollars a month asset. And then next year you get to justify, well, I have this three thousand dollar a month asset. Oh, well, now it's thirty two. You know, and and it, it it's the law of multiplication, uh, law of multiplicity. I was actually just talking to someone about that, a friend the other day, about like the magical law of multiplicity and how money is like that's why they call it babylonian money magic is like it's that whole slave system of like you can multiply money you can have money and make money off having money but it's hard to just like get it out of thin air but it multiplies once you have it 
money yep. magic, though. That's that's crazy because we, we were talking about that cult of ball shit with Izzy. And I think that's uh, one of the things that the cult of ball map lays out. They distinctly call it Babylonian money magic. Like that's kind of <laughs> the, the thing that we're stuck in. Babylonian money moves, dude. Yeah, I don't know. I just... Sorry, I'm chopping on ice. But, um... Yeah, all that rent stuff boggles... Boggles the fucking mind. Um... I just, uh... It's a shame, you know? That, like... I mean, this company... Like, the fact that this company was even able to do this... Like, to make something like that happen is, like, kind of ridiculous. Yeah, but it's all it always goes back to the bottom line. Like if this company is delivering, look, year after year, you can charge more money. Use our algorithm and boom, we can give you legal justification for increasing your rents and you don't have to right. worry about being sued over yada yada. Well, now you do. <laughs> but Yeah, yeah. You know, if if it's if it protects your bottom line, why wouldn't the market go that way? You know, why wouldn't people end up using that? And that's why they've become the biggest software that they are, the biggest company, uh, I guess, doing the thing right now or doing their mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, shit, you want to get into some of the stuff that I got here? I have no idea what you have. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm, I have no idea what you brought today. So I'm excited. I, I want to see what. What you got swirling around this week? Well, so I had this one, uh, this one thread I found uh, by this guy. Uh, he does like uh, OSINT threads, but he also does, uh, let's say, um, like parapolitics stuff, like program to kill, like kind of in that realm, you know. And um, let me share my screen here. Oh, I can't. Okay, all right. Well, I'm just gonna read it to you then. Um, but it's by this guy. Yeah, ignore the name, but the name is Dildo Gaggins, the account. Uh, <laughs> also, I gave you permission. You should be able to share. What? I gave you uh, permission to share your screen. You should be able to. Uh, I don't know. I hit the button and it says I can't. Tim, my audio is um, fucking fritzing out hard as a bitch, too. All participants. There it is. Who can share all? Oh, there yeah. we go. How about now? You got it. All right, there we go. We're back, baby. All right, we're back. The Can boys, you see? the boys conquer technology. Yeah, dude. It's this, uh, dude. I think even my internet's like fucking up over here because everything's like skipping and jumping. But we'll we'll see. <laughs> we'll see what we can get done here. The video might suck, but uh. All right, so this is in reference to the Howard Stern show. We all remember the Howard Stern show. We uh we all would watch for blurred out pixelated tits back in the day i think we all did that oh yeah i'd stay up so late yeah um but so this is from a call from the howard stern show uh, and it says on august 13th 1997 a man calling himself clay called in the howard stern show a self-proclaimed serial killer clay had called to confess to over a dozen serial, a dozen killings of prostitutes and had chatted up with howard was there any truth to what he was claiming um so the call lasted for around 17 minutes. Throughout, Clay discussed the nature of his murders, and he claimed that the first murder occurred when he was 16 and that he had killed a prostitute in a parking garage and that she was probably one of the ones they found. <laughs> a majority of the rest of the murders were done with a hammer. He said Clay didn't always fuck the prostitutes before killing him and said he didn't get off on the murders. Uh, I don't even understand why I do it, Howard. I don't know if I ever got any satisfaction. So uh, now the... 
if you go to this thread and you find it, there's a video. You can actually watch the actual video of him calling in. But uh, the guy was – Dildo goes on to detail here. He said, was there any truth to what Clay was claiming? So between 1991 and 1996, the Storyville Slayer killed 24 prostitutes and drug addicts in New Orleans. He mainly targeted African-American girls between the ages of 17 and 42. Unlike Clay's claims, most of them were strangled to death or beaten and drowned in canals and rivers. Jesus. So he goes on to name the victims. Um, don't care about that, but uh, the first suspect was a New Orleans police officer named Victor Gant. He had a reputation of being corrupt and running some racketeerings. So a disciplinary panel and a hearing against Gant began in 95. He was accused of beating up his roommate, an accusation backed up by her children, ER doctor, and key witness Sharon Robinson was found dead before she could testify. So too was her friend Karen Ivester. According to the investigators, he had killed both her and her friend in order to get rid of them. He submitted DNA to try and match some chew. The DNA matched some chewing tobacco found near one of the victim's body, uh, and the results were inconclusive and no charges were filed. So, a lot of people suspected this guy may have been the dude to do it. But uh, all of his ties, all of this ties into the interview because he's act. He asked. Stern asked him if he was a white guy, and Clay said that's pretty funny because the only suspect they had when they started finding was a black police officer. Huh. Yeah. So this guy was aware that Gant had been pinned for the crime. So he was keeping up with things, yeah. Or had been kind of pegged for the crime and was like, oh, it's probably this guy. You know, but uh, they again, they couldn't match it to this black police officer. So the only other real suspect in the story of the murders was Russell Elwood, this fellow right here on the screen. He first came under scrutiny in 1994 when he was found masturbating in his car by police, which had been parked by the road. Cheryl Lewis and Dolores Mack's bodies were found. Um, I think it's safe to say it might be this guy. <laughs> you know, he, he just happens to be jerking off on the road where the bodies were found. Kind of looks like Matt McCusker, doesn't he? <laughs> but, uh, Elwood was in and out of prison for the next few years on a series of drug charges. That's still talking about this guy. Um, during one interrogation, he admitted that he had hired more than 100 black prostitutes. He also mentioned a dream he had where he was being questioned about a series of murders. Um, eventually, he was tried for the murder of Cheryl Lewis. Two former prostitutes testified that he had beaten them, and three other witnesses stated they had seen him with Lewis shortly before she went missing. This coupled with his confessions to other inmates that he had killed that uh, inward bitch um oh god i clicked on the wrong thing uh help secure his sentence elwood was given life for the murder of cheryl lewis on april or august 17 1999 and aside from lewis there's no other murder of the storyville slayer has been solved so that was one of the murders that they shocked up to being that guy the storyville slayer uh, but it happened to end up getting pinned on this guy because he like basically copped to it. So they basically theorized that it was this dude the whole time. But he's in jail now, but just for one person. And they could never figure out who murdered all these other fucking prostitutes. But this guy, this fucking guy called in the Howard fucking Stern show to like brag about it on air. Yeah, I can't, I can't fucking hear you. Yeah, I don't. I, this is really this sucks. Uh, damn. I don't even know what to do to fix it. I'm hitting what, it. I'm Can tapping. you hear anything? I'm tapping. You can't hear me now? Can you hear me? I, I heard that, but I couldn't hear anything else you were saying the whole fucking So time. am I going to have to do this the rest of the episode? 
Can't even hear you now. Now back to the show. It just I just thought it was interesting. But yeah, I just it's yeah. Uh you got you wanna pull up something else? Uh yeah, I mean I was uh on Reddit today and haven't spent a lot of time over there lately cuz I just you know me, I'm not, I'm trying to stay off stay yeah. off most channels these days, but uh had a slow day was was fucking off and I came across um a few things and actually I'm not sure let's see we're talking about the wildfires, right? I found yeah. this crazy video. I'm going to share my screen. I think it's... What's his name? Glenn Beck? Because Rush Limbaugh died, right? That Rush guy. I think his name's yeah. Glenn Beck. He's that weird, ultra-conservative guy that used to be on Fox. Do you remember when he was like crying and using the chalkboard? Yes. Beautiful times. What a, what a fucking weirdo. Well, it sounds like this is him. It could not be. I could be wrong, but it sounds like this is his show. And so, if you play it, I will literally be able to tell you the second I hear his voice. I want you to watch um, all of these uh, wildfire starting points. So we we were start we were talking at the top of the episode about you know the fires over in Canada and that they're blowing down south, but we've also heard crazy narratives about you know like even Marjorie Taylor Greene was <laughs> like. Jewish space lasers and heart machines oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Yeah. all kinds of crazy stuff or direct energy weapons whatever <gasps> so watch this video and uh, tell me if this doesn't look sus as fuck all of southeast Quebec just caught on fire guys all of it insane interesting insane that's like a satellite feed of like and you can see that it's a bunch of different spots all catching fire at the same time. You can see it looks like the earth just started vaping. Yeah, like yeah, like they grow at the same fucking time on the same pit. So it's like it's weird that all the fires started at the exact same fucking time. I guess would be the idea, right? Look at that. I mean, wind can pick, pick up embers and move them, but that seems like a very long distance. That's like half the country, bro. That's hundreds of miles. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, that I'm, is... I'm, I'm trying to. I'm just trying to do due diligence here before all I say Jewish space lasers. But you know, uh, you know. But yeah, like. I mean, wind can pick up embers. Uh, like there is some lines that look consistent. Like the bottom, that bottom section was all one big line. But then there's all those little pock marks all over the place. Which but how does odd. it? If the if the wind is carrying it over distance over time, wouldn't you think that it, you would see a slow spreading? You would see an organic spreading. That's it why it be looks, them all starting. At yes, once. that's yeah, right. That's why it's all just it, it, you know. And it, I'm sure there'll be some official explanation for it, but. Uh, Excuse me. It does seem weird that they all started the exact same fucking, essentially, pretty close to the exact same time. It looks like it. And was I well, correct? Was, was that Glenn Beck? I couldn't hear his voice. Oh damn! I didn't. Hear, I didn't hear a voice in the video. Yeah, that, sorry, I didn't even say that. Yeah, I didn't hear a voice in the video. I saw it, but I couldn't hear it. That's what I get um, for not clicking the fucking button every time. It didn't do it. It. Ugh. This is what happens. We haven't done a Zoom show in like three months, and it just all Our everything goes awesome. to we're hell. So, we're so fucked. But, but uh, yeah, I just thought it was interesting to see that uh, satellite feed of it because, I mean, obviously we we hear all kinds of uh, you know heart machine theories, and even the California wildfires, like the California wildfires that were happening last year, like 
we both saw videos of like people literally with lighters and shit just out there like starting fires. Yeah, it always comes back when you see a lot of these fires. Like you literally see. Uh, do you remember that one year where they there was like some fucking guy that was like they spotted him and caught him, I think, and he was on like one of the sides of the highways just firing fucking Roman candles into the fucking woods. That was the California wildfire guy I was talking yeah, yeah, about. That's what and I they thought. found yeah, yeah, yeah. several yeah. of them. And actually the craziest part is like I'm pretty sure some people they even found it was like, like a coordinated effort by these people to do this. They even exposed like some immigrants and illegals and people doing it. Like it's a whole just clusterfuck of of just fuckery of just like everything is fake and gay like i can't even trust that the the fires the wildfires that you want me to care about the environment and all this shit like i can't even trust that those are real you know what i mean yeah yeah sure sure i i see that yeah it's it's definitely like uh for people that are more inclined like us to look at things like that and be like oh oh yeah no that's just a normal wildfire sure sure you know it's some, some of those things were so catastrophic like the levels they reached that like they almost couldn't it let alone just, like, the negligence of how they, like, deal with forestry out there a lot of the time. Sure. Because you get that... Because, like, a lot of their, like, green laws, their laws that they do to, like, go along with, like, eco-guidelines, like, requires them to, like, almost not touch things in the forest because it could disturb something. Well, they're so also they spending there... so much money on, like, helping the homeless, supposedly, that they don't have any money for real things like actual forestry maintenance. fucking forestry fire control shit right and then, like and then all this money gets poured into it once it's time to finally fight these giant fires that show up and then it's like, it's called mismanagement uh, textbook yeah, mismanagement. Yeah, yeah 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 it's just normal normal bureaucracy at work stuff you know they they just they love fucking things up man um but i hope that video spreads i hope more people catch on i hope that becomes a thing in the schizo community of like you know what let's make jewish space lasers a thing like let's you know what Dude, I, I saw a tweet today from that guy do you know who Stu peters is you ever seen Stu peters stuff uh maybe he's like the most on he's like unhinged like sometimes like so the coolest yeah, like, guy like, yeah yeah he's like super unhinged with the way he posts like he's the guy who's like all behind like when they were there you know the clot movies where they're pulling the fucking nasty things out of people oh yeah. he's all behind that he was like a big pusher of that um he also he says outlandish like he'll just tweet the most outlandish stuff but he was like literally he tweeted a video because there's some church in boston that caught on fire and collapsed like the other day mm -hmm. and he's like they just he's like they just used a dew that's code word for jewish space laser um just so everybody <laughs> knows uh because you can't say the other one you're not supposed to say the other one <coughs> make me choke on my hit oh my god yeah and so he said, they just used a DW to burn down this 160-year-old church. And that was the tweet. No evidence provided. He just showed the video. Didn't even show it lighting on fire. Isn't that kind of what like, we do, though? That's yeah, a, that's, no, that's, we're not that. I don't think we're that fucking retarded. <laughs> like, I don't think we're that fucking retarded. Oh, don't, don't kid know. yourself. <laughs> no, we, are, we are definitely that retarded. But in a good way. In a non-malicious way. See, that's the big thing, though, is that I wish people, like... Like, we laugh at Alex Jones. Like, we'll laugh at that Stu Peters guy. Yeah. Like, we can kind of see it. Like, I think it's stupid when people think that, like, those kinds of people are dangerous. Like, they're not dangerous. Like, Alex Jones well, is not dangerous, you know? It's like retarded people who listen to him can be dangerous, but Alex Jones existing in, on his own in a vacuum is not. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think I, think I have a great analogy for, like, conspiracy theory stuff, and it's a lot like being a fish, you know? Tell me more. So, there's hooks in the water with tasty bait on them. The hooks, me boy. And you know, and 
a fish doesn't look at that thing and go, hey, maybe that's a, maybe that's not a real worm or that's not a fry and maybe I shouldn't fucking bite that. The fish looks at it and goes, that thing's moving through the water awful fast. It's flashy. It's the right color. I'm going to take a nip at that thing. And I think a lot of people swallow the fucking hook, <laughs> you know? Yep. Like, like they get fucking yoked. Like, it's down here. It's down here past the fucking Adam's apple, you know, some, some of these motherfuckers. Yeah. And it's hard to back down off that ledge, you know, once well, you're there. Especially once you've made a public stand. And that's kind of like the hard, the sad thing about sincere posting is that like oh, when God, you yeah. when you make these like public stands, you like can't change your mind. Because like even as humans, as social creatures, like it's hardwired into us. There's been studies of like that just show how much we go with the flow. You yeah, know, yeah. There, there's so many things that just prove how social we are that like yeah once you've once you've publicly sincere posted and said like you like you you go and you're gonna die on that hill you have to die on that hill you can't right. like you said you can't step off that ledge yeah but i i, I love a good goofy Stu peters but i literally follow him on twitter just to see like what he's doing sometimes because it's it's so fucking entertaining He's so overboard. Yeah, and I mean, we should be able to, like, just laugh at people and, like, brush shit off. Like, I feel like that was, like, early 2000s, like, 2010 Tosh.0 comedy. Like, Tosh.0 comedy was, like, when we could laugh at people, everything was just kind of, like, you know, (coughs) bring bring me back. Yeah, he was definitely, like, that was, uh, it definitely uh, involved humor. Or at least, like, how humor's conveyed, for sure, a lot. But now it's, like, you can't even really like criticize people at all well, well people think laughing at them is criticism and there's a big difference between like humor as like a coping bonding like understanding tool and humor as like obviously like hateful like you know it, and i think we're, we're pretty clear on stuff like that or excuse me sure. like as a Again, as a social species, like we've gotten good at reading people, and so it's pretty easy to tell when someone like says retarded, like if they are actually being like, yeah, yeah, you know, that like that's just retarded, or they actually mean something like a slight against handicapped people. Or you're people. like, yeah, or you're like, I think retarded people shouldn't exist, and we should breed them out of the genetics. That's something you shouldn't you shouldn't right. stand on, you know, like because have you ever chilled with a downy? Genu- you're actually genuinely being awful, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, like, have you ever chilled with a Downs dude? Like, they're cool as fuck. I mean, obviously... Yeah, they're, pretty, that, they're fun guys. That concept... They're fun-loving party guys. That concept is being been beat into the ground. But, I mean, yeah. we need to protect them at all costs. Yeah, they're fun. They're fun-loving guys. I think they're higher. I think they live on a higher plane than we do. Well, that's why it all goes back to like, uh, you know, what is human nature? We're altruistic. Like, you know, in a certain society, you know, being that way might be a detriment. But like, because we can see the inherent value in their soul, in their individual, in their monad, in their spiritual experience, you know, themselves, we see the inherent value in that. It's like, yeah, we keep them around. You know, we yeah, give sure. we give sure. them jobs. We let them mop up the Wendy's. Like I worked at one with a P. I had one that worked with me at this pizza place, and he he ruled. He could fucking make pizzas like a goddamn champ. Yeah, they rule. He make pizzas like a fucking champ. I, I'm running grill. He's back there fucking slanging every pizza that comes through. I'm like David, get me a large. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, <and> he, <laughs> he's just a strong arms. He rolls that dough out fast, dude. He's better. He's better than I am at it. <laughs> so I. uh I'm in this, like, I followed one chef 
on Instagram and I'm in this weird rabbit hole now of like retarded people cooking because I followed uh, Get Down with Sean and Marley, right? I love those guys. They rule, right? Yes. Well, you know how Zuckerberg does these things is that when you follow one, he's like, oh, you must love every Down syndrome person that barbecues. Like, (laughs) you're going to get them all. Yeah. So shout out Chef Adam Libby. Bring in the dogs. Shout out Drew. Shout out Clayton. Yeah, dude. Every you know, if you know Big Clado, get him on. <laughs> all real ones know Big Clado. You want the chicken burger? Chicken burger. <laughs> I don't do that. Chicken you're burger. Gonna send, you're, gonna send, you're gonna have to send me that one. I don't know that one. <laughs> big Clado, dog. Let's get let's get big. Let's get one of the down under boys on this pod. Right. Yeah. But um, yeah. I don't know, man. Uh, I guess I on my internet. Uh, troll today, just trolling the waters. Um, trolling. There was one other trolling the waters. I found this really interesting uh, video that I haven't done a whole lot of research into. I think I'm I'm going to start now. But uh, this woman basically proposes the idea that Spotify basically curates playlists like ghost kitchens right so so remember so remember the idea so think about a ghost kitchen how we had the idea or excuse me the illusion of choice right so when you went on to the app and to order you thought there were 10 different restaurants offering all this different food but it was coming from the same place so what spotify is doing in order to skirt around paying artists and royalties and stuff they've basically uh curated their own music that they're trying to pass off as all this music and so i don't know you we both use spotify a lot have you have you ever seen those spotify curated playlists yeah sure okay watch this let me let me share my screen just watch this Share sound. I'm not going to fuck that up this time. All right, ready? Oh, this girl looks A few days ago, I made a video about why I and many musicians don't like Spotify. And towards the end of that video, I said that they populate their playlists with fake songs made by fake musicians, fake artists, uh, so that they don't have to pay anybody. A lot of you wanted to see an example of that. That's what this is. I didn't make this playlist. Adam Faze made this. I follow him on Twitter. He did a lot of research to make this playlist. It's called These Are All The Same Song. And if you scroll through this and you listen, you're going to hear about 50 to 60 versions of this same song. It's a loose term. Uh, The same sounds with different titles, different artist names, and different stock images for their album art. And I find this very disturbing. Um, and this is just one example of what I was talking about. It's a very complete example because Adam's done a lot of research to make this playlist. But this is what I was talking about when I was talking about fake music being present and being pushed in the playlists on Spotify. So what do you think about this? Get on with it, lady. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy, though. It's just the whole concept of the illusion of choice. You know, it's all of our media. Go, I- I want to go to that playlist and listen to it now. Oh, totally. Yeah, we'll we'll find yeah. it. We'll we'll post I'm it in the curious. Discord. We definitely. I mean, need I could to... see them. Do, I could see them doing that. I could see Spotify doing something like that. Just simply, just to again, like she said, not like pay actual artists. Because if your song ends up on a playlist, it gets chalked. But if they own the rights to it, 
Well, then they're making the money. Then they're getting all the royalty. They're they're paying themselves somehow. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> it's called cash flow. It's called cash flow. Yeah, they yeah. end up paying themselves. You're exactly or right. Or it just cut. It cuts out the idea of them even paying anyone. It's like yeah. it, no. This shit. This shit just allows our ads to run. Because I mean, I also know that um, you know, for instance, I have like a couple playlists that are just like lo-fi instrumental beat type things yeah and it's stuff like that where you can do just like a two-minute loop you can throw it on like a chill wave simple kick and drum with like just some light keys with a chord change in the background because it's over people are going to be doing their homework mowing the grass working out doing whatever they're not thinking about analytics hey wait a minute yeah i just heard this song 10 minutes ago that's right by a different artist you know no one's gonna pick up on that so it's just a, a another skeezy way for these corporations to you know skirt paying like actual artists, you know, paying people basically what they're worth. You know, that's that's how you should be looking at it. Is mm. uh, you know, they're, if they're, an artist if an artist makes something and then comes to your platform and you offer the ability to pay them for being on your platform, you should fucking pay them. <laughs> well, and I think <laughs> the they, bottom line, like, they're they. They're going to honor that, and they're going to pay the artist. They're just doing everything they can to suppress that artist's, I guess, uh, what do you call it, visibility. Because like, if they're promoting their own stuff, when you go to the Spotify homepage... Because their playlists, their playlists yeah. are filled with their own shit. Right, they're not going to promote there's the a, other maybe guys. Maybe there's a couple... Maybe yeah. there's a couple real artists floating in there somewhere, but it's mostly stuff that's probably under like some kind of comp- shell company they started that's like a record label... Yeah, so you know, it's like, so skeezy, man. I hate it. And I mean, I love the app. I pretty much almost like exclusively listen to music on that app. But it definitely... Yeah, I, sw- I switched a year or two ago and I I've, haven't looked back from Apple Music. Oh, yeah. It just makes me back. think that like, you know, some of the some of the heavily pushed ones is the shit you really got to look for. Sure. Yeah. Sure, sure. Yeah, dude. Uh, so, you know, funny thing I noticed. Um, how do you... How do you feel about the thought that tipping culture is getting out of control? Ooh, yeah. Mm, not like, the biggest started, fan of tipping culture. It's, well, I, you know, when I go to restaurants... In general, always, I'm not a fan, yeah. Always tip well. I do always tip well, don't get me wrong. No, I'm not, because I could never do it. But I always con- tip well. The concept of tipping is popping up in really fucking weird places where it shouldn't be now, it almost seems like. Oh, yeah, dude, like... People who like turn around at a counter, they like yeah, turn they, around, they, grab something, and yeah, then they're like ten like percent. Like you just yeah, like you just like uh, you know, uh, you gave me like some prepackaged food or something. Yeah, and then you're like tip, and it's like, well, no, you didn't do anything. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, you didn't fucking do anything. Uh, or like, you know, I, I got into this hotel room and they, there's like a thing where you could scan it and send a tip to the like room service lady. Why? Well, it, it, that's. Yeah, that's kind of like, and I'm not being rude. If like, I sure, had cash, I mean, but, I would have given it to pro- her. But, but but she's provide, but she's also providing like the bare minimum of service you expect when you pay the money to stay at a hotel. Well, actually, you know what? I support paying. You're right. I would pay the service lady more than anybody else. Yeah, because she's actually and doing they pr- shit, and she probably gets paid good for it. I think it's just like a thing they fucking added in now. Well, and actually, you know, you know like, what? It, okay, it's like added gratuity that doesn't need to be there because again, this the amount of money that I'm paying the hotel to stay there for a night sure covers all of that. That's the point of why I'm being charged what I'm being charged to be there. Sure, but also you, know, you have to think about how they want to kill cash. 
I, w- I will say, if you're going to tip anybody, tip the lady who brings you your food. And if yeah. you don't have cash, most people don't have cash these days, but they do have Venmo. So they can get that QR code or whatever and just, you know, put their card in or whatever. So on some hands, don't get me wrong, like I, I do see inherent value in people's labor. And so, like you right. said, I always tip well. And it's not the idea that I don't tip because, you know, it's not like that. It's like, look, we have the system is what it is. But I think, you know, like everybody says, it's obviously these places should be paying a living wage and not relying on the customer shelling out yeah, more money. Yeah, it's- exactly. Yeah, that's kind of my thing. It's like almost an affront because it's like, I don't know. I, like, I'm sure she does a great no, she does a great job. She ma- she's made my bed every other is here, tucked it in real fucking tight. But like mommy would, it's the I- yeah. But it's like one of those things. Like I know people used to tip bellhops, like that was a thing. But bellhops don't exist anymore, for the most part, unless you're at like a swanky hotel, you know, or like a nicer place. Yeah. You don't get that very often. So makes sense because they're like doing a certain, they're doing a little extra for you to bring your shit up or whatever. And like that's a bitch, you know. Like you had to unload that shit on my car, or whatever. But like. You're just like it's the idea that like you just did your normal job. It'd be like me showing up and setting up a lighting rig, and then being like, "Hey, you want to give me some extra money?" Yeah, but I think the way they get you, so you have to look at it's like the um, it's like the video game model, like the microtransaction model, because something like that, like hanging trusses and stuff, like that's thousand dollar job, you know. It's a special. It's also a specialized skill. It's a specialized skill, and you're paying a lot at one time, but where they get you it's like the microtransaction every time you log on to Fortnite or whatever you'll pay for a five dollar skin or whatever it is because it's like oh it's just I've five bucks it. i've done it right done it. so it's the same thing when you're drunk at the bar and you have to think this is probably how it started when you're drunk at the bar you're loosened up you're liquored up a little bit oh well you're like hey industry people know that you're already there and so the idea is like hey it's three bucks for this beer I've got a five. Ah, just keep the change, sweetheart. You know, yeah, it yeah. just kind of became a thing. But yeah, yeah. I do agree that, like, yeah, like, I mean, okay, I go to the dog park. I've taken you to the dog park with me. They got a bar at the dog park. Well, sure. I rarely order a draft because fuck drafts. I always get stuff in a can or bottle. So the woman is literally turning around at the counter opening a refrigerator and handing and me a can it and then going here and then i'm like she might not even open it <laughs> bro you want an extra dollar for that is like no your yeah. employer should make sure that like you're straight <laughs> you know well, i also saw i also saw they were putting tip options at um like self-help key, self-service kiosks too no fucking way Where you fill, you fill it out, you'll, you'll you'll do everything yourself and then it'll be like what a tip <laughs> it's like, what the are you talking about? i don't know I, I think it's like the compulsion they've like popped it in now that there's like a compulsion with people that like they know more more people than aren't or at least enough people that then aren't yeah are going to be like yeah here's 10 percent, whatever because they're <coughs> so used to doing it on the screen you know what my conspiracy is all the places that ask you to round up for the children's hospital they say lying. fuck them kids they're lying, they're lying. they are totally <laughs> lying <laughs> Dude, I swear that's my biggest conspiracy of all is that they say fuck them kids. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, Very bro. true. But um, yeah, man, I miss you. I wish wish you were back course, down here. Course. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna miss next week too. Also, a question for you. 
your birthday is your your birthday is not this week. I didn't miss it, did I? It's next. You haven't missed it, but okay. let's not say it. <laughs> no, I know, I know. It. I just I, well, it. what I was gonna say is I had I have something for you, and I was gonna either show oh. you or I'll just wait till you get back. So it sounds like I'll just wait till you get back. There's a there's a few there's a few days before I leave town. Good. When I get back, I think you'll like it. You'll enjoy. There's it. like four days. There's like four days. So yeah, we can get up between then. Good. Well, uh, drive home safe through the apocalypse. Yeah, yeah. I, I should make it out. I actually have a, I have a, I have a sacrifice ready, so we're good. Oh hell yeah! We're taken care of. We're taken care of. Hell yeah! I kidnapped one of my classmates. <laughs> for Moloch. Yeah. It's always been for Moloch. 